There's a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. How am I not found the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? Come here, I want to see your face when you're asking this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Little man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went through my soul. Hey, I'm not surprised. What is going on, BW Sports One World? It is time for a little couch talk on this Thursday evening. Damon, how are we doing tonight? Bro, we're doing absolutely amazing. Um, I have made my picks for football, for the challenge for ah, I do that. <laughs> and uh, we've already picked today's game. So the rest of it is irrelevant until Sunday. But we've got gotcha. our picks. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. I got playoff football for the, I mean, all-star football for the boy and the girls' first and game is Saturday. Yes. It's back is, on the court. It is it. finally. It is time. It's finally back to school ball around Indy. I can't wait to watch her play this year. But you know what? Something tonight, something is just reading me. I'm looking at your cranium right there on top, and it's shining. Why is it shining tonight, Damon? Let me tell you. It's not because you're bald. It's because we have a cranial doctor on with us. Let's go. You like that? You like that? Let's bring him in. Dr. Charles Simkovich of the Simkovich Concussion Institute. Doctor, welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you guys asking me to be on. No, no problem. No problem. So real quick. Simkovich uh, Concussion Institute in Wexford, Pennsylvania, just north of Pittsburgh. So let's give us a little bit about your background. You know, what caused you to be into, you know, concussion research and head injuries like that? And what made you start your own institute? Uh, well, I've been at it about 35 years. Uh, a friend of mine was uh, actually involved in research in Brooklyn with a group of doctors who were researching cranial bone movement and how it affects how your brain functions. And their first focus was for learning disabilities and dyslexia. So uh, he, he said, listen, I think you're going to be interested in this. Why don't you come out and see what, we're, what we have going? And uh, it was pretty incredible. There was really not a lot being done at that time. There was very little known about concussions. There was, at the time, actually, uh, the prevailing thought was that cranial bones are fused and they don't move. So that was our first line of uh, work we had to do is prove that they do move uh, and they actually move a lot, they pulse. And uh, so we, we identified the movement using a lot of uh, osteopathic research. The dentist did a lot of research. NASA uh, was instrumental in this. The Russian space program had done a lot, which makes a lot of sense because you send somebody into space, you're dealing with G-forces and zero gravity. So you have to know how the body's gonna respond and uh, so uh, it, there, 
even with all that, there was it was foreign, it was uncharted territory. So we we built this from ground zero. So we identified all the movement, and it was all trial and error clinically, uh, and, which we had plenty of time to do. So, uh, but what we 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 identified some key components like. Uh, one of the main cranial bones in the middle of the skull is called the sphenoid bone. And it's important for a lot of reasons. It's, first of all, the only cranial bone all the other bones of the skull articulate with or they touch it. So, and it actually looks like a big bat. So it actually flexes and extends as you breathe. So it moves everything. It drives the bus. Uh, to make things more important in the middle of the sphenoid is a little indentation where your pituitary gland sits, which is the master gland. It tells everything what to do. And I have scans of research sitting right over here about how the pituitary is swollen and torn and torqued during concussions. Also research that a lot of hospitals are doing are showing there's a, a organic involvement, like they've proven that hypothyroidism is a result of concussion. Now Cleveland Clinic is saying well, they think irritable bowel syndrome, erectile dysfunction. I mean, the list gets bigger. <laughs> to make things even more complicated behind the pituitary gland is the pineal gland, which is what regulates serotonin levels, which is what's amiss during PTSD. Now, I've not seen any uh, definitive studies that tie concussions and PTSD with the pineal gland, but boy, it sure is leaning that way, you know. So uh, to make things even more complicated, the lesser wings of the sphenoid, your eye muscles attached to that. So if you're hitting the head, a lot of times people, their eyes don't track. So you're going to cause a problem for kids in school because they try to read. They're going to skip words. They're going to skip lines. They're going to reread the same line over and over. They're going to get tired. Or an athlete. I mean, you got a guy trying to hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. It's hard to follow the ball if you've been hitting the head because your eyes just won't track. Mm -hmm. And the list goes on and on about the symptoms. But So we've, we've been doing this now for 35 years. And um, it, it, as I said, it was all trial and error. And, uh, you know, we've developed to, to this point, we, we actually quit counting in 2000 and we were up over 20,000 patients already. So, uh, yeah, we, we've seen it all. We've seen it all. I had a, uh, interesting, uh, an interesting group in here uh, about a year ago. Um, we had three people from Texas, two guys played football for Texas A&M. One had the second largest ranch in Texas, which was like 500,000 acres. Then I had a lady from Oklahoma who nine years ago, somebody beat her in the head with a hammer and fractured her skull and brain bleed. She was lucky she's alive. Yeah. They had a lady from uh, Jamaica who owns her own resort who was attacked by people who were robbing her resort. So, you know, I, it, it's an interesting job. Uh, and you see injuries that you never, that you don't think people should survive, actually. Right. Now, in no. that, oh, go ahead, Damien. Go ahead, no. go ahead. I would say, before we get into the serious, serious talk, um, one of the best movies that I've seen come out in the last 15 years was that movie Concussion. I want to know how much of that was actual evidence, evidence actual truth um, to it, or was it just a uh, movie hyped a little bit? Uh, to bring a little more awareness to an issue that is being ignored. It was, from what I understand, I didn't see the movie. I know a lot of the people that they did the movie about, and I had a lot of former players who were part of the Steelers at that time. One in particular, um, and, and 
I told Dan earlier, if I mention somebody's name, I'm allowed. I have their permission to mention their name. If I don't, I can't. This particular player is, is a retired Steeler, and I don't have his permission yet. But he came in. He saw the screening of the movie, and he was very, very, very upset because he said it was right on the mark. It was 100% true. He was furious with Dr. Maroon. I mean, he, he was just livid in my office because he feels so much could be done that's not being done because – in any big business, I mean, the NFL is big business and, and things can get bogged down in the corporate world. Um, and, you know, uh, so he, he, this particular player said it was it was right on the mark. Hmm. That's interesting because, you know, I Damon, I honestly I don't know if you've ever um, been through a concussion or anything like that. But going back to my playing days, especially in high school, once you're bigger and you're stronger and you're faster and you're taking harder hits, um, you know, I do recall definitely in sectional game having a concussion. Now, prior to that, when you were younger, it was always called, you know, you got your bell rung. Right. And, you know, people just, that was it. You rolled on with it. And then you started, you know, really hearing about concussions within, you know, when they really start emphasizing stuff. I want to say is when, you know, like the junior say deal when he, when he committed suicide and he didn't touch his head because he wanted the PTSD and the concussions to kind of be researched. Um, with him being football and, and, you know, kind of tying into myself playing football, what do you see is a I, – I know you see multiple injuries from football. Um, it's, it's obviously not the only sport that's going to cause a concussion. However, in my mind, and I could be wrong, that's what I'm going to ask you, is football the highest – concussion rate sport out there uh, you know well there's a lot of factors to that and the answer would be no okay the reason is there's fewer people playing football than other sports so it's just a numbers game okay you see my most sports concussions from girls soccer well i could see that they're unprotected there's a lot more girls playing soccer than football and you know they hit the ground they hit their elbows and 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 you know girls would have understood from what i've seen Men's sport, a pecking order is established. Girls get after it, you know, and and they get after it. They're very aggressive, you know. Yes. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, I'm not trying to make some kind of ill gender statement. No, his his daughter plays oh, no, basketball, no. and he I had a 15 year old daughter that's a basketball player. Yeah, yeah she's very <laughs> very aggressive, and and they don't care about who's who. They're a bad player will get after a good player, you know. Mm -hmm. Guys kind of – there's a hierarchy in sports and respect, you know. I, um, but, but uh, you know, there's, there, the, thing, the thing about concussions is I've been doing – I was doing this for 16 years before it even became to the forefront. So I've been doing this a long time, and I've been seeing um, the effects of concussions. My approach is, you know – we actually restore the normal cranial bone movement. Um, we manually, physically, ther therapeutically restore the, the cranial bone movement and how they're supposed to be. So it, it sets the brain in them and puts it in an environment so it can heal. And this goes back to the father of orthopedic surgery, Dr. Syriax, who is widely recognized as the father of orthopedic surgery. He, he basically said that every pain has a source and in order to treat the source you got to get to you to the pain you have to treat the source uh, a lot of other therapies that are being done with concussions 
it, it's like they dance around it. They don't actually treat the head. We, we actually treat the head. Um, you know, vision therapy they don't, doesn't treat your head. Physical therapy doesn't treat your head. Vestibular therapy doesn't treat your head. We get right to the source, which is really the, the way these kind of things are meant to be treated. I, I mean, could you imagine breaking your arm and not setting the arm or treating the break? Right. You have to treat the injury. So that's what sets us apart. Now, let's, let's talk about junior sale. One of the functions of the cranial bone movement is it pumps a fluid around your brain called cerebrospinal fluid. And I'm going to call it CSF for short. Now, the CSF has a lot of roles. One of the main things it does, one of the things I'm concerned with is it actually is involved in removing the metabolic waste pro products in the central nervous system. So what happens is if you get hit in the head, you jam the sutures, you decrease the mobility of the cranial bones, the movement is, is compromised. The CSF doesn't get pumped efficiently. What happens? The, the waste products stay in the central nervous system too long, and over time, it actually kills brain tissue. That's why you're seeing things like junior sale. This stuff is actually fixable. So we reverse that, and, and if we reverse that, that can actually heal. I mean, it, and it gets even more complicated because the CSF is totally replaced five times every day in your system. So you, you really decrease the ability for it to pump. Uh, and, I mean, I've seen just deterioration from older players. I had a retired Cleveland Brown uh, came in here. His wife sent him in here because he would leave his house in the morning to go to work couldn't find his way back home, mm. you know, and talk about emasculating, you know, it, it's, it's really a big problem. They come in here and, and, and they shut that door and you don't know what's going to come out, but mm. it's, it's uh, very upsetting. And, you know, these are vibrant, young, strong men who were the greatest athletes in the world. Um, uh, and, and they're, you know, the, the aging is very rapid. Uh, mm -hmm. the studies too, I'm, I'm, I pull studies all the time. There's new studies on the prevalence of ED in retired NFL players is going through the roof. And of course it makes sense. Um, so yeah, the other great thing about this is if you, your brain is grand central station, it controls everything you do from cognitive functions to balance, to hand eye coordination, to eye tracking I talked about. So for these athletes, if we deal with their concussions, it increases their ability to perform at a high level too. So that's why I mentioned Dermonte Dawson. That's the so he, when he was a rookie, he he came in and he said, "Listen, I want ten years in the league, and you're my NASCAR pit crew. My body is my race car. You're going to take care of my body and make sure everything's working." We got him thirteen years, um, and uh, so that's the way. The, the guys who totally understood this, they they were in here all the time. They lived in here just to make sure everything was working properly. Um, just as I said about, you know, I mean, how, how critical is balance to athletic performance in your brain mm -hmm. and eye tracking, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's, there's a fault called a sphenobasilar fault where there's decreased blood flow to the midbrain that can cause short-term memory issues, cognitive issues. I mean, you know, you can't play a sport if you're not on top of your game cognitively. Yep. Now the, the um, part that you, no, go ahead. I'm sorry, David, go ahead. Oh, no, we're good. Um, uh, you, you you keep mentioning uh, the retired players. Now, I know that the NFL and youth football and college and all those things are starting to pay more attention to uh, head injuries, how they treat head injuries on the field, and how they're coaching uh, proper tackling where you get a lot of the head injuries. Most of the head injuries aren't from being tackled. It's from doing the tackling uh, with improper technique. 
Now, um, with the the CTE showing up and retired players later on, do you think with the more um, focus on head injuries that they might be able to diagnose some of these uh, symptoms a little earlier in lives and careers? Uh, first of all, they can't diagnose, you, you can't diagnose CTE except on autopsy at this point. So we need a, we need to develop a test to identify CTE in the living. Uh, I don't think anybody's close yet. Uh, there's quite know that <laughs> CTE, like what, what, what really is CTE? You know, um, Chris Henry re wide receiver for WVU and the Cincinnati Bengals never had a reported concussion died when his girlfriend got mad at him, pulled out, he fell out of a pickup truck. Anyway, filled with CTE, no reported concussions. Now, the guy played football his life. He's hit his head. I don't think you need to have a concussion. You can have multiple, and, and Boston University has, has come out with this now, you're more apt to have CTE from repeated lower, smaller blows than one big concussion. Uh, so I am in, in trouble. <laughs> you had a lot, yeah. Um, I mean, I played football since up from you know second grade to twelfth grade. So what, what, you, what you see happening uh, when people come in here is they get it, and next thing you know, the whole family comes in because everybody hits their head. But to to your point, I, I don't think you you're never going to make life concussion free or injury free. It's not avoid, it's not about avoiding concussions. It's not about avoiding hitting your head because we're going to live life. I, you know, I let my kids play football. You know, they play baseball. The number one cause of concussions is car accidents. What are people going to do? Quit driving. The, the key is treating. Let's treat the injury correctly so it's not as big of a threat. We just finished three research studies, uh, two-year studies with Wheeling University's doctor physical therapy program. It was led by Dr. Uh, Muhammad Haddadzadeh and Dr. Christine Grubler, and then the doctoral students. And the, the results were phenomenal. They've presented and defended the research already. Now we have to uh, uh, take it to conference. It'll be published. But Dr. Haddadzadeh basically said, listen, um, this, is be this will become the standard of care for concussions because nothing else addresses the injury. You can take care of old injuries and actually give people some kind of safety net to feel good to live life and, and play sports because – he, he's concerned because he says there's going to be a deluge of teams and players and people wanting to hire a doctor trained in this so that their team is, is taken care of it, taken care of properly. If the owners would understand this, they would have, they'd be able to protect their investments better. Mm -hmm. um, they would get more of a, a playing years out of their players and better performance and it would do the players justice because they would have more years to earn an income for their family safely um we're not there yet because people kind of get stuck in the way they've done things for a year and i've flown under the radar individuals have known i mean i've been on staff for certain teams like i was on staff for duquesne university's basketball team for a while uh, i get referrals regularly from uh, uh, um, a lot of the high schools around here and people who people who understand it a lot of athletes just refer each other like uh, uh, Cameron Johnson, the rookie basketball player for the Phoenix Suns. Every time he has a chance, he he comes in here to get looked at and make sure he's okay. Uh, he had a nice rookie year, though, by the way. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did. did. He's yeah. almost he's, – he's one of the very few things good in Phoenix right now. 
Yeah, and, and, and he is just one of the most quality people you'll ever meet in your life. He was a 4.0 student in college, um, and he's the kind of kid that the longer he plays for you, the better he gets. And I think he showed that his rookie year. At the end of the year, he was lighting up. Mm -hmm. I, I like the direction that the uh, Phoenix Suns is going. I hope they invest in those young players because Devin Booker is an absolute star. Oh, he's <laughs> And he does it with ease. Yeah. Yeah. He, sc he scores at will. Uh, he makes points look easy, I think. And uh, um, and then you got uh, Cameron and Michael uh, Bridges. Mikhail. Mikhail. Mikhail Bridges. Yeah. He um, he, he can shoot out. He can shoot in. Cam's a 6'9", three-point shooter. How do you defend that? We spread the court. It's rough. <laughs> I think they have a nice future. So it sounds yeah. like you might be – a basketball fan at heart. Is that true? Oh, I like all sports. You know, okay. And I'm a fan of anybody that's good at what they do. Um, like I'm one of the few Pittsburgh Steeler people fans who love the Dallas uh, Cowboys when Troy Aikman was a quarterback because they were so good. Thank you when they were winning all those World Series because they were just so good. I like watching anybody that's good at their craft. How can you not be a Michael? How can you not be I, a I like, I like Michael Irving. Because oh, Michael Irving God. gave me something, just he always gave me something off the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hunters, yeah. Cocaine, hookers. Oh, Michael Irving. Something. Was yeah. <laughs> no, Go ahead. I'm going to Tennessee to uh, watch when my patients are playing. Like uh, Dallas has a kid that basically grew up in my house, now a wide receiver, uh, Cedric Wilson the third, you know, junior. And so we're watching it to see how he does, you know, because I remember him peeing the bed in my house, you know. So, <laughs> well, we should tag him in this right now. <laughs> Look at his little brother. I don't know, but you know, you know so right. Um, yeah. Well, so real quick, you, you mentioned Troy Aikman, and you know, concussions is what per, is essentially what ruined and ended his career. Yeah. I think he had. Eight concussions within a two or three year span. I've I've, I've had other players tell me they want to get him into me. Uh, he hasn't come yet. Uh, I've seen him do the broadcast, and he clearly he reaches for words. Um, mm -hmm. He needs to be here. And, and these guys, it, it's their it's their it's their life we're talking about. You know, at this point, you want to you want to be able to finish your life off if highly functional. You know, right. kids and grandchildren they want to enjoy them. Uh, and uh, you, you don't want to wait till it's too late. Mm -hmm. I uh, so and, and especially since our track record is it's so fixable. I mean, uh, you, you know, it's uh, the, the studies that were done by Wheeling. Um, the difference it were were off the charts, and the subjects they used that participated in the study were like other professionals. Like we had, we had a few surgeons that were patients. We have a, uh, um, ICU nurse from the local VA. She participated and she went from basically not functioning to totally normal. She wasn't able to do her job and she's back in the, in the ICU. Uh, she was, she couldn't think she didn't want to mess up medicines and how right. to administer care. Um, so, uh, the good thing is a lot of this is very fixable. And quickly, uh, my patients, the, the treatment protocols is uh, 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 we have so many people coming from so far away. We had to figure out how to resolve this quickly. Not only that, somebody doesn't want to spend weeks and months trying to fix something. Uh, it, it's 
it's hard. So the treatment, once I examine you, take a history, identify which cranial faults you have, your age is a factor, your, 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 you know, your muscularity, you know, how, uh, what was the method of injury, how many injuries were there, where on the head were they? And so the treatment will vary anywhere from two to five days. That's it. That, you know, you're in my office, the average is four to five days, but you're in my office four or five days in a row for two hours. And you're looked at every 20 minutes. And that week you're very tired. Um, you can be headachey because I'm changing the pressure around the brain, but it's the best. If it levels the playing field as far as multiple injuries, and you can take care of a lot of people um, who have a, many, many injuries that basically nothing's helped. Um, like I had a fellow from Philadelphia 30 years ago. He was in the army in a tank, and a hatch fell and hit him in the head. Mm. Actually, went blind for two days. There are 300 pounds in those things. Right. Yeah, he went, he went blind for dead haze, was knocked out for a couple hours. For 30 years, he deteriorated. Well, he found, I think he was referred by University of Pennsylvania. And he uh, he found his way in here. And he the only symptom he has at this point is he can feel weather front changes. So this guy was suffering for 30 years. Um, and who knows how close to, you know, doing something dramatic on his end he was before you, you know, potentially saved his life. Well, he, he'd been ever, most people have been everywhere. Uh, although, you know, we, we're getting some people that are real smart now that, you know, doctors, like I had a, a lady uh, came in, I examined her yesterday, her, her doctor five miles away. She, she called her family practitioner and said, listen, I was her concussion. She was bent over getting something out of the closet and she's got an eight year old son that weighs 75 pounds, ran full speed into her. Oh Yeah. And this lady was wrecked. And um, anyway, she got a referral right away. So P doctors are learning, you know, they're, they're getting it. They, and they, and really if I get my hands on somebody quicker, it's resolved quicker, you know, uh, because it hasn't had years to set in, but. Um, All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Um, there, okay. With the, again, with the focus more towards the youth, um, how much of, 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 kids or youth are you seeing now um, that are being more conscious of these issues when they do get, um, I don't want to say concussions all the time, but more of head injuries? Um, the youth groups are real proactive once they know about me. Uh, I don't know if you remember Tyler Kennedy played for the Penguins. He played for the Penguins and then he retired a couple of years ago, hockey player. He's he's real active with the youth. He's been retired for a couple of years. So he does a lot with youth hockey. Well, as soon as they get dinged up, boom, they're in my office because he understands. Um, and, and they heal quicker if you if you get a hold of them uh, earlier like that. Uh, so but but it doesn't matter. I've, I've treated people as old as 94. You know, uh, I had last week we had uh, four people here from Arizona. One was a. A 26-year-old girl, one was a 29-year-old uh, uh, boy, and then we had two people in their 70s. And there was the same week, three people from Boston. They ranged from 20 to 75. And then we had a doctor from uh, uh, Dominican Republic, I think, or somewhere down there who had found out, and she flew up. And, uh, um, uh, and it's uh, various injuries, multiple injuries. But you know they 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 got the same benefit. I I got I got to tell you a funny story. We had a a, a kid in here, tenth grader, um, was pitching, and somebody hit a line drive off his head, fractured, ah. 
Yeah, fractured his skull, was in a coma for a little bit. Um, he had a little, he had a little, no, he had seizures as a result, but he did fracture his skull. Was baseball coach referred him in? So, this kid has couldn't read, couldn't write, couldn't play sports. He was miserable. He was upset. I don't, I mean, 10th grade, you're in the prime of your life. So he's sitting in my office and he clearly is miserable and mad. He's yelling at his dad in my office. And, and, uh, and so I'm trying to take a history. And one of the symptoms on his chart was headaches. And I said, well, you know, where, where does your head hurt? And he looked at me real smart and he said, in my head. And I, anybody ever get you mad right away? He just flipped. And I stood up and I said, you clearly don't want to be here, do you? And I said, look, I got a waiting room full of people who want to be here and you're taking time from them and you're wasting my time. And I said, by the way, I don't like how you're yelling at your dad. And I said, but I'm going to tell you what I think. <laughs> and I went through a list. I said, here's what you have. Boom, 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 boom. Here's what's wrong with you. Here's what you need to do to get this fixed. And then I ripped him a new one on how his decorum and how he acted in my office. I said, you don't come in my office and act this way. And he was like this. Well, they left, and uh, his baseball coach called me two days later. He said, well, I understand so-and-so gave you a hard time. I said, "I said, Chuck, I wanted to kill this kid. I, <laughs> I told the boy, I said, if, it was, if you were my son, I'd have you against the wall. Uh, I, um, he was laughing. He said the parents went to see the coach the next day and thanked him profusely and said that he was just been such a holy terror that they just couldn't do anything with him, and he wanted to come in and get treated because – I told him what was wrong with him without him even saying anything. You know, right? He's in. We're good friends. He's fine. He's playing sports. He's he's a delightful young man. I just love him. But you know, concussions can make you cranky, depressed, anxiety, miserable. Um, my mother's eighty-two. I had to treat her when she was seventy-nine. She was visiting my nephew in Colorado, and his dog jumped on her. She went face first into the sidewalk. Twenty-two stitches. Her face turned black, and she went from being the most level person I've ever known and calm to being cranky and and miserable and it changed her personality yeah but well, let me ask you real quick on on kind of the the child aspect i don't know if you've ever um done research or well you've probably done research but i don't know if you've ever physically worked on somebody like a baby an infant that i believe the the bone that you were talking about earlier is that what we consider like the soft spot no the, the oh, okay. is right in the middle if, if i would put my hands here and where they touch okay in the middle right on top of it okay so my son actually when he was three months old had a soft spot at hardened and they had to do surgery to remove pieces of a skull so his brain right. could grow as he grew um you know does He's never he's played sports, but he didn't play. He played a year of baseball, or maybe two years of baseball when he was real young. No other sports really. I don't really think that he's had other head injuries that I can recall, other than you know your normal teenager bump your head walking because you're clumsy. But as far as something like that traumatic at an early age. Can that cause like the CTE, the PTSD, et cetera? Uh, on? Theoretically, possibly. It depends. Was there a total resolution? Um, uh, did the cert was the surgery successful? Uh, if well, they he does have a cognitive disability, uh, he did. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's, he's twenty yeah, years old now, he, and he's he, probably you know mentally mm, a little delayed. Yes. Okay. Uh, he could probably be helped. Um, as far as uh, what age, um, 
I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, are you familiar? Do you have Amish in Indianapolis? Uh, yes, I actually. Well, not in Indianapolis, but it's funny. I actually, those are some of my customers on uh, the agricultural products that I sell during the day. Okay, yeah. So there's, uh, I have a lot of Amish patients, and the reason is they're very proactive in their kids treated from birth trauma because it's easy to have head trauma from the birth because, uh, you know, you, you've seen kids born there heads are coned or the, the cranial balloons have to mold to come through the birth canal. Sometimes everything doesn't pop back easy or properly. You might have Pitocin, which really uh, brings on contractions heavy and hard for the woman, which can squeeze the baby too hard. Um, so a lot can happen from the birth. So the Amish communities around me uh, are very proactive. As soon as their babies are born, they bring them here just for a well check to make sure they're okay. And they try to head off any kind of problem. Uh, before it starts. My wife walked into the office one day and there was an Amish lady holding a baby sitting here. And my wife's like, oh, that's, you know, really, when was the baby born? And this Amish lady said three hours ago. Oh, wow. Uh, that's very proactive. And got down, you know, had a driver bring her in. And, uh, but uh, they, they also had a lot of trauma. The kids run around the farm. They, you know, they jump off bales and hit her head. And the Amish moms are okay, my child is misbehaving. The easiest thing is, you know, let's get his head checked. So even when they're acting up, they'll bring him down and say, he's, he's acting up. Um, and, and of course, their language is different. I don't know if you ever talked to them. They have a different word usage. Um, so they, they say when their baby is acting up, they say, my child's acting queer, you know. And I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. And they don't, that's what they say, but they that's their word, you know, they don't know, you know. Then they tell say, hey, I'm good with it. I <laughs> it's, it's their culture, you know, it's their culture, you know. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, okay. <laughs> not, or not acting. In old English, it you know, that's what it meant. So oh yeah, we get to see it all in here. It's funny to see an Amish people sitting next to a pro athlete. <laughs> it, it, I'm sure. Know, yeah, I'm sure. I'm probably sure they're both of them off. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. sure they're answering each other a ton of questions because I would be. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Um, the athletes get along with the Amish very well, and they'll sit there and talk to each other. Now, the women they're quiet. Mm -hmm. The Amish men they'll talk to these athletes. And they have no idea. I mean, they know what football is or baseball is, but they don't follow it. They could care right. who these people are. It's kind of right. They could be sitting right next to somebody like Lamar Jackson or Joe Montana and have zero clue on on how big of an athlete this guy is. No, no. They uh, well, well, Cam Johnson was in the office once, and and the one Amish lady said to me, she goes, "Well, I could use him to help pick apples in the fall." <laughs> That's very you know, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we've now figured out what basketball players can do when they retire early. They can go to the Amish community and work. And hey, listen, yeah. we don't even have to work. We just go to the Amish community. I can tell you exactly why. Because, you know, the Amish people treat people exactly how they beat them. If you're good to me, I am good to you. And for athletes, especially if you're high profile, if they don't know you, that's the best people to talk right. to. Exactly. You can get a real honest answer. So I'm good with that. 
Yeah. Well, you know, right there, they're very, they, they, they're very blunt. They don't mean offense. And they don't take offense. Like one time an Amish lady was in my office and they said, oh, are you pregnant? She said, no, I'm just fat. <laughs> she That's what I keep saying. It. That's what I keep telling people. I'm not pregnant. I also had an Amish lady come in and she looked at me. She said, your wife must be a good cook. I said, why do you say that? She said, because you're gaining weight. (laughs) (laughs) They are very, uh, very blunt and bold, but hey, it's what we need. Yeah. Now, I'd hate to see what they say about my little round edges. <laughs> well, you're not little. You're not little. You're five foot eighteen and a half. So <laughs> my edges are still round. <laughs> this is true. Is there anything different in a concussion between males and females? Um, obviously, there's somewhat of a difference in between younger, like children, and an adult because of the size of the brain. And the growth of the brain, I, I would believe so. And maybe I'm wrong on that. But is there differences in between the genders or the age within the brain itself with, that you guys look at? Yes. Um, the, the younger the person, uh, the, they can be hurt a little bit more and damaged, but they also heal quicker. Mm-hmm. As far as the genders, uh, uh, definitely. Uh, I used to write a column for the Pittsburgh Legal Journal here, and I had access to the Society of Automotive Engineers International Headquarters is four miles north of here in a place called um, Warrendale. And their CEO was a patient of mine. He gave me run of the whole research library. And this was a wealth of information. And there were studies done on the trauma from car accidents, different females and males. And, um, and that carried over to uh, concussions as well because they talked about concussions before concussions were um, really being talked about but um you you know you can have a concussion without even hitting your head it's called coup contra coup if you're whipped real hard like mm-hmm. tackle tackle or in a car accident if your head whips real hard it actually bounces off the inside of the skull and it then hits the opposite side and sometimes they're worse than if you would have got hit in the head but yeah there's been studies done where uh they've proven that the damage from car accidents and this kind of trauma is worse for women because their neck muscles, they're not as heavily muscled as men. The heavy muscles actually protect a man more. And I see that some of my worst cases are the, are the female soccer players. They take me longer to get better. Um, and if I'm going to struggle, it's going to be a, a, petite, uh, a petite person as opposed to a heavier muscled because you're not as protected. Uh, 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 yeah, the, the, it, it, it's a very real thing. It just, you just, that's one of the factors go into me figuring out the treatment plan, uh, knowing that they're going to need more. Uh, but but they- so basically, what you're saying is all the super super athletic skinny type people are more susceptible to concussions than us burly chunky love meat potato people. Well. He didn't say the meat and potato type. He said the more proteined uh, proportioned. Well, the heavier muscles, the, the muscles protect you. You know, then you have, I mean, you know, talk about uh, trauma. You know, let's talk about car accidents and how many, uh, you know, you, you have G-forces. It, it, you know, G-forces are forces of gravity. At eight Gs, an astronaut passes out. In a 15-mile-an-hour collision, there's 12 G-forces exerted on the brainstem of the spine. So we're talking about serious, serious things. That's why car accidents are such an issue. 
and, and it goes up exponentially the faster you go. Then you have, if you have a rotational force, they can even measure the G-forces. So you're talking about shearing forces on the brainstem and the brain and the pituitary that I'm seeing, and, and, and it's, the pituitary is pretty protected, but uh, these studies are pretty fascinating. So yeah, car accidents. And then if you have an, an athlete that's accelerating into somebody, you know, uh, that's an issue. Uh, they, don't, they can't even measure, measure that. I mean, these football players, you know, they're twisting all around and they're getting banged around. I, 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 I don't, they don't even have to hit their heads for me to hold my breath. I mean, if I just see a jarring tackle where their heads whipping back and forth, mm-hmm. but that's not, you, you worry. Um, well, then you hear a lot of issues with, it's not necessarily the initial hit. It's when their head bounces off of the ground and kind of does that, that uh, whipping bobblehead thing. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. That's, that's the coup contra coup part. So they, they, that's like three concussions in one. They're hit, their head whips. So you got the coup contra coup. Then they hit the ground. There's then a there's no one. And then, they, and then it bounces back. There's a lot of trauma in a split second there. So is there anything that, and let, let's reiterate this, it is a very good thing that they finally are, fo- sports in general are finally focusing on head injuries and concussions more so now ever than they used to, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I think it was just because, like you said, a lot of it's corporate, you know, in that corporate thing, they don't want to, they don't want to lose their investment. That's a lot of money. You know, you got a star sitting on the, on the sidelines. Like we mentioned Troy Aikman, you know, if he's on the sidelines, you're not getting as many views. You're not getting as much money brought in. The revenues kind of slows down. Um, It's a good thing that they're putting focus on it. Is there anything that sports in general, whatever sport it be, can do anything more to prevent or protect more so than what's happening now? No, I don't think any rule change. I think what, what's what's going to happen, and you're seeing it in the NFL now, I think it's very watered down. It's very watered down compared to the 70s when the Steelers were winning all the Super Bowls. And, and you know, I had, I've had a lot of those guys in here. You keep throwing that up because I told you I'm an Eagles fan, right? I got it. Oh, no. <laughs> we just win a lot. We just you know, win a lot, and so we have to be seen a lot. Ah, okay. Well, you know, it's, it's just because I had experience with them, but it was a different brand of football. I think just like, you know, you, 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 you just can't, you're never going to end concussions. You're never going to take, make the rules. So the people, it's not going to be a safe sport. It's just not And, and right. same thing with NASCAR. You hit the wall, you're going to have some issues. You know, uh, soccer, you, you kicked in the face or, you know, so there's always a baseball, there's basketball. I mean, I, I Cam Johnson, I mean, he bit through his tongue his sophomore year three times. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a rough sport. Uh, so, so my, what I'm saying is each team has to have a practitioner with my specialty. On site. On site so that they can be proactive and preventive, and then they can be remediation for the people who did get hurt. That way, you, the owners, can live, um, they can sleep at night knowing they're doing the best thing they can to protect their player because you're not going to stop concussions. Right. It, it, just like prohibition, you're not going to stop people from drinking. If you want to play sports and live life, and, and the majority of concussions don't come from sports. It, right. I mean, that's why I made the point of driving. You're not going to make everybody quit driving because the majority of concussions are from 
auto collisions. So how do you how do you properly deal with this? And and this specialty, as Dr. Muhammad Hadadzadeh say, this will become the standard of care because it gets the best results. Right now, a lot of the protocols and the things used for the older way of thinking for concussions is, is they didn't treat the injured area. They did all these ancillary therapies, which really didn't address the brain injury. And a lot of the gatekeepers for concussions are actually psychologists, which really is not the appropriate, that's not the appropriate specialty for a traumatic injury. Right. I don't think, I mean, you wouldn't have a plumber come into your house and wire your house. You'd get a Right. So you yeah, have a teacher diagnosing a, uh, uh, exactly. uh, yeah, we both understood what you were trying to say. In, in my best, my relationships are really, really good in here with the local hospitals who have an orthopedic surgeon that's in charge of the concussion program for their hospital because they they talk the talk and walk the walk and understand all the physiology of what we're doing. Like Dr. Marco Alcala down here at Allegheny General Hospital. Um, he has his protocols he does. If it's not resolved within two weeks, boom, he refers them here. Uh, Dr. James Masterson from Excel Health Systems, next county over, he runs third largest concussion uh, program in the country. Same thing, you know, he sees them. Here's what we do. These are our protocols for the people who are worse than that they, they come here and he refers them here. Um, there's not there's a tendency for the the, the 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 clinics that are run by psychologists to kind of keep everything in house, and 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 it's just the way their training is. Their training isn't thought on function physiology, you know, brain treating the brain. It's you know rest. You know, we'll have you do some therapy. Um, they're now starting to do some exertion therapy. We actually uh, once once they go through the protocols here, we have a rehabilitation that they send them home with, and it's. It's designed to get the diaphragm pumping because the diaphragm helps pump the cerebrospinal fluid here, which helps heal the brain. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, and, and, you know, you have patients you struggle on majority, vast majority get really good results. There you have an out, you have outliers who they're, you know, taking a little a uh, little bit more work. I have a young man from uh, Arizona right now that we're struggling on. He'll leave the office here and do well for a week, and then he crashes and burns. So uh, we'll figure it out. I have, I, you know, we're, we're ordering some more studies on him to see what's going on. There could be something lurking that we don't know about. But, but you know, the, the, you, you see everything. I, I, I have a, a, um, a lady came in here. I'm taking the history on her, and she said three things were just a red flag. I said, I'm putting you in the car. You're going down to the emergency room. Here she had 12 aneurysms going on they had to do emergency surgery and tie them off but thank god you take that history and you knew based on what she said okay this is a possible a very good possibility she was in the, in the er for five minutes within a half hour she's in she's under the knife that's definitely it's scary yeah Man. so you know you got to be uh, so that's what we need we need doctors who are specializing in this to be placed we, we actually started a business uh, a couple years ago where we were going to do this. Are you guys familiar with Fred Akers? He coached the University of Texas football team. Yeah. Okay, so Fred 
Fred and his son Dan flew me to Texas and I treated Dan's son Hunter, who's having major concussion problems. Anyway, it, he totally resolved and Hunter finished school and he's doing really, really well. In fact, he, he, he wrote a real nice testimonial on my website. So Dan and I were going, Dan is a businessman, Fred's son. You know, Fred coached Earl Campbell. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. remember Earl. So um, anyway. Uh, uh, I mean, I was very young. Yeah. Uh, but- <laughs> that guy was a bulldozer. Yeah. Yeah. He went to University of Texas. Fred made him a halfback. Everybody told me he was crazy. Yeah. Anyway, um, Dan and I started, we're going to actually start placing the doctors in these, for these teams and everything, training them. And unfortunately, Dan at 54 died four years ago from renal cancer. So, um, you know, we were pretty far down the road with him. Good, good man. Good man. Fred, good family. Just love him. Um, but uh, so we're, you know, that's that's what we're kind of looking at to do, because uh, uh, that's that's going to basically make concussions way less of an issue because it'll be managed correctly. Right. Yeah. Immediate, immediate reaction to the trauma saves lives. Exactly. Then, no matter what it is, but especially in this, when there's just ongoing things that you don't see right off the jump, then you kind of, you know, kind of fall into that PTSD, that CTE thing. If you stop it early and prevent that from happening, a lot more people will live their lives well. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it, you know, we've seen it for thirty-five years. It's that almost sounded like my Burger McFarland commentation. <laughs> God. <laughs> How did he get the name Booger? Huh? How did he get the name Booger? Uh, probably because really? he picked his nose a lot when he was young, or when he came when he was born. They already knew that he was just going to be so so great of a commentator. I find names I find names fascinating. Like Cam Johnson's little brother's a freshman at North Carolina. His name is Donovan Johnson. He goes by Puff. And I asked his dad. I said, "How do you get the name Puff?" He said. I don't know. He said he was a little kid crawling around. Somebody called him Puff. <laughs> you don't even know how it started. Yeah, he's rolling with it, though. Yeah, that's all he goes by. <laughs> well, Damon, do you have anything left for the doctor tonight? I do not have anything left for the doctor tonight other for him to let everybody who is knowing and that will watch this as it replays and replays and replays how they can uh, get to anything that you're talking about? Um, well, we, we have a phone. Number. Probably the easiest way, would if you Google me, Dr. Charles Simkovich, and you can click on my website. And the website. Right underneath you. Oh, oh there you go. Yeah, Simkovich.com, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, we, we have uh, white papers. We have explanations. We have history of testimonials. Most people click on the testimonials. Um, and, and we have some nice, you know, we, we tried to put a lot of the, uh, uh, we, we like moms because moms, everybody trusts what a mom says. And when they see their babies get better, you know, that's what moms want. They're, they're, they're the ones who make sure mom, everybody and mom and dad, dads get treated too. They'll drag, they'll drag their husbands in here. Oh yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're told, at least. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it no, I still got to learn true. that. I got to yes, learn that. You do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Doctor, thank you so much for being with us tonight. I do also want to send a shout out to our good buddy, Rui, bleh, Rudy Reyes, 
over at Next Star Broadcast Media. He's the one who shared your page and invited and, and sent me the invitation to your page. And I was so intrigued with it. I reached out to him. So these the link. Rudy, thank you very much. Um, Doc, I'm hoping this isn't the only time we have you on. I would love to talk more. Um, I also have something off camera. Uh, I'll get you, you know, I'm not going to take up much of your time tonight anymore, but I'll definitely be getting with you on something I got working in my mind right now. As one of you see, one of our partners is driving with for dyslexia. Um, a good friend of mine is, uh, I went to school with her. Her son uh, was diagnosed with dyslexia, but he is a fantastic cart, cart racer and is moving into the F4 series. One of these days, you will see and hear the name Elliot Cox in the Indy 500. I guarantee that. But they started a foundation called Driving for Dyslexia, um, and it helps give scholarships out to teachers to help Learn, to help people learn more about dyslexia. Well, and I think I told you our research we started with this was for learning disabilities and dyslexia. Yep. And what we realized was most of the time what we were seeing were result of a head injury. Right. So, yeah, I would love to uh, talk to her. It's, uh, it's, it's funny, every time I think of, you know, race cars and everything, uh, you, you met my wife earlier. Mm -hmm. Dream job is to be a NASCAR race car driver. <laughs> That's the wrong kind of car, sir. We're in Indy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The local cops know it too. <laughs> what kind of car do you drive? Her? She drives a Maserati, which doesn't help. <laughs> and it's probably red too, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's the silver. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a little bit, a little bit more conspicuous. When we got that car, my mother said, "Oh my." <laughs> I know I would be having just as much fun, if not more than what she does in it. Dr. Yeah. Charles Simkovich, thank you again for being with us, spending some time with us. Uh, we appreciate it. If there's anything we can help you with, let us know. We'll definitely get you back on here um, sometime. And thanks again. It was a real appreciate, it, appreciate it. And thank you. I appreciate it as well. And, and anything I can do for you guys, you know, let me know. Will do. Will do. Thank you much. Guys, check him out. SimkovichConcussionInstitute.com. This has been Couch Talk on BW Sports One, powered by First Financial Bank, 317-417-8582. Call John tomorrow. Not today because we're closed. But call him tomorrow and get all your banking essentials, and Damon loves this, and accessories. 317-417-8582 and the rock star realtor himself, Mr. Sean Nugent, 317-503-8322. Buying or selling a home, talk to Sean and talk to Tucker today. 317-503-8322. Damon, what do we try to do all the time? No, there she is all time She's here always. As yeah. always, on time. We try to we try to keep Indiana as cut concussion free and as informed as we possibly can, and sporty. There you go. Pew pew. Daddy. <laughs>